Hey guys, this is Jonathan. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a fun interview with Alex. Alex is an inspiring web developer that's trying to get into the industry. We talk a lot about his experience in web development, what he learned, how he learned it, his experience moving from industries, uh, changing industries before, and also some other cool stuff like fitness, marketing, and um, the future of the industry and web development, what we think is going to happen. You can find Alex at his Twitter at S-U-F-I-T-O-G-O-O-F-I-E-S. And more information will be in the show notes or some other topics we talk about and with their respective uh, minutes. So that way you can hop around if you don't want to listen to some stuff. Um, that's pretty much it. So please enjoy the episode with Alex. And if you find this enjoyable, please share it with anybody that you know that may benefit from the podcast. Thank you. Hello. So, a sound check. Uh, what did you have for breakfast today? Man, you're hitting me with the hard hitters already. <laughs> uh, bagel, two eggs scrambled with some cream cheese. This is John again, Jonathan. And today we have a guest, uh, Alex. I met Alex in um, Tech Twitter. And he's actually my first Twitter friend and tech friend in this crazy, crazy world that we live in today. Um, so I just want to say, welcome, Alex. What's up? What's up, everybody? Nice to be on here. I'm, not, I'm glad to have met Jonathan, and I'm glad to be doing this podcast. First podcast yeah. ever for me. Yeah, first, first podcast inter, interview guest, I guess, I had in the, ever for me. I have, yeah. I've tried to have a podcast before. And I just forgot to post, to be honest with you, at like five, six <laughs> episodes. But yeah, but now, um, I'm, you know, it's easier to me to document my journey by just talking than writing. So I said, let's, let's, let's give it a try. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. So first of all, um, Alex, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Where you're from? Uh, so I'm from the Bay Area, like 15, 20 minutes from San Francisco. I'm 29 years old, but people tell me I look like I'm 20, which is kind of crazy. Um, I graduated SF State with a focus in the county, and then I tried to do the CPA right after college, but the first few attempts I did at those tests, I barely failed. So you need like a 75 to pass, and I got a 73 both times, so that kind of hurt. But then after I tried to study for the CPA, I just got an accounting job. And then after like an internship in accounting and a full-time job in accounting, I figured it wasn't for me. So that's when I decided to do um, marketing. Then I transitioned to marketing. And uh, even though I like marketing, you get to be more creative. And I feel like you get to implement more strategy. Um, I feel like coding is where I really wanted to do. All right. I always had that urge since like, oh, go ahead. No, uh, no, go ahead. Uh, well, my first coding, first time I ever coded was in high school. And like, it didn't really like um, hook me in, but um, I enjoyed it. Then after college, I kind of had the urge to start coding, even while I was trying to study for the CPA exam, which is a bad idea. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like if something sticks with you that long, and it's always in your head, you kind of, you yeah. got to at least, like, pique your curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. All right. So, let's go back a little bit. Um, so, I'm assuming you chose accounting because you like the numbers and 
the strategy and stuff like that? Oh man, it was a super bad idea. I did it for job security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. All right. So yeah, talk a little bit because so it seems that you changed career. This is like your second time changing the career, right? I know this should be my last time, honestly. Yeah, but like, but actually, I'm I'm saying this in a good way because you have an experience of changing, going from one step to another. So let's yeah, let's start like, let's start there. Let's see how did you transition from accounting to marketing? Like, well, how did that look like? Man, so that's a good question. I don't think I've actually been really asked this. Uh, what did I do? Well, first of all, I did the project route, trying to learn stuff, just like when I'm doing coding. Okay. Um, so this was about like summer 2017 where I was talking to my friend about like passive income okay. and he was telling me about how you can make passive income with websites. And, uh, so, but the trick is, Oh, go ahead. Like affiliate marketing. Yeah. Affiliate marketing. I think I was okay. talking to you guys about this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I use that project to try to get myself into some marketing roles because to get sales from affiliate marketing, you need to make sure you need to rank in Google. And there's different ways to rank in Google. And the method I chose was through content. Okay, content creation. Yeah, content creation, articles. And then monetization was through um, display ads too. I also display ads. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So was that your first project and then you found a job or you were just doing that for a while? Uh, Honestly, so... I made one website and it failed. And then the second one is what helped me land a job. And actually also, uh, I made an Instagram that uh, got up to like 100K followers. Damn. It was like, um, it was like a woman's fitness Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. they're just doing, <laughs> and it was mainly focused on uh, women doing squats. So every morning, like Monday through Sunday before I'd go to work, uh, I'd post like do captions and post a video from other people okay. on Instagram from my feed. Is that page and still then, alive? Uh, yes, yeah, still alive. But the person I sold it to, or the company I sold it to, doesn't post anymore. Oh, that sucks, man. I'm sure that was a grind yeah. to get a following. I know, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't worth it in the long run for what okay. I sold for it too. But it's a good learning experience, and I yeah. used that combine it with my website to um help me land my marketing role cool so what what type of marketing were you doing man it was a startup so there's a lot of different like oh yeah because you're in the bay area right yeah and it was a um it was a mobile app company okay so we did um influencer marketing for sure i did some sc uh, search engine optimization SEO, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Content creation and a lot of it's marketing because uh, okay. this of a big budget. So okay. I literally like go through, go through Reddit and uh, it was mostly I go through people's DMs and try to like uh, get them to join the app that way. And okay. it worked, but it's like, just imagine doing that for like eight hours, sending the same message. Yeah, shit. It's not very scalable. But I, I guess like, you know, like 
the marketing it, it taught you like you have a learning experience and you and you know how to market your brand you know how to market yourself you know how to market things right so that, mm-hmm. that's a very good skill to transfer over to what we're trying to do right now because you know we're basically in the same boat you are a little more advanced than me uh you're, you're applying jobs for actually we'll talk about that later me i'm just learning i just like the third or fourth month in the journey right so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool so tell us a little bit more how did you um so you told me that you started to code like they taught you how to program it in high school and there was like a spark there yeah, just a little bit yeah. yeah what did you learn i'm just curious they taught me c when i was in high school it was just terrible i think it was like i mean some people don't consider it coding but I think it was like basic HTML stuff. Okay, no, we didn't do HTML. Well, basically, first of all, I went to school in Ecuador, so I wasn't there in the education okay. system. And we had a computer class, and they taught us like a one semester or, or like a couple months how to program with C. And, you know, it was, it was pretty cool, actually. So, and that that's what got me interested. So from there, from high school, let's fast forward. You're, you know, you decide, okay, I'm going to do this. How, what was the thought process? How how did you plan that out? Talk a little bit more about that. From the transition after high school? No, from your marketing role to coding. Like, oh. How did you plan it out? Man. Honestly, uh, I just quit my job like last summer. Cold turkey? <laughs> yeah, cold turkey. <laughs> there was no plan, I'm not going to lie. Um, Sometimes those I, are the best stories, man. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I think it was July, and I literally had no plan. I was just like, satisfied with the role, okay. um, because it was an internship, right? And then I was okay. waiting for a time, and it never happened. But I mean, during that stint, so I guess she of was to make me full time. But um, okay. there was no roadmap for me. But I figured since, like, everybody's going 20, uh, it would be a perfect time to learn code. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I started. Um, yeah, I remember, uh-huh. like, I was listening to a podcast, and I was like, if you guys want to, like, because coding has always been in my mind, like, I'm a real stager right now. So I always listen to, like, a random coding or tech podcast of here and there. And I remember, yeah. like, hearing this podcast just when the pandemic started with everything that's going on. So right now is a perfect time to learn how to code. If you're getting, the, if you're getting the, the checks or whatever, you know, stay home. You have like a year to learn how to program. Right now is a perfect time. So I feel that a lot of yeah, people exactly. did that, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, not only people, companies too, I feel like they would understand if you had like a employment gap in 2020. Originally, yeah. like after I quit my job, I, I wanted to do, well, I was doing SQL because I was targeting, like, a marketing analyst role. Okay. But I figured, why not just jump into, like, full-time coding, like, really get into it. And that's why I did Treehouse to learn the fundamentals. Okay, I did Treehouse in the beginning, though. I did Treehouse, like, yeah. in 2016, 17. Ooh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's, like, a long time ago. So, um, what do you like most about programming, like? Tell us a little more about that. Man, so obviously the creative part, um, just being able to make stuff like right on your computer without any tools besides your laptop and Wi-Fi. You can like build your own side projects that 
can make money. So it's like a gateway to entrepreneurship. Um, there's so many. Uh, let me hold on. Let me go to my blog real quick. Also, one thing is like the ability to practice. Okay. Like right away. It's like with marketing, oh, yeah. it takes time. Like when you have a strategy and then you implement it and it takes time to see the results. But with, I yeah, feel yeah. like with coding, like you could just type it in and then feedback loop is pretty fast. Yeah, I've, you know I've heard I mean? that before. Yeah, I heard that before. Um, I think I read it before. Like one of the main aspects of this industry is that you can get a, the feedback right away. You don't have to wait months yeah. for, to see if your strategy worked or not. You just you know, type a couple lines of code and, and that's it. You're, you're, you're set. You can deploy and you can start making money right away. It's, it's, it's amazing, man. Yeah. Like, it's really, really, the, the ability to do this is, is, is great. Um, all right. So let's go a little bit more backwards. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Bay Area. So you've been in the Bay Area all your life? Born and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised. Okay. So how is the tech environment there? Like, what? Like, tell us a little more about that because I'm, I'm sure you'll be, you've been there in the, um, when were you born? The year? 92. 92. Okay, so you, you do not, I don't, I'm assuming you will not remember a tech bubble that happened in 2000, but like, tell us about how like the environment, there's a lot of tech people there, the coffee shops, like how, how is it? I mean, I've only felt like I've really been in the tech since like my marketing job. Okay. Um, but as far as like the city goes, uh, it's kind of dirty, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I've I feel like that. it's really hard to live in San Francisco. Yeah, I've heard like, San Francisco is has been like that for a while. Yeah, the politics. Um, yeah, all that crazy stuff. The people on the street. It's a. It's not a fun place to like. Like walking to work, especially Bart. Like our our commute. Okay. It's super dirty, and there's like a lot of people. Just. You know, you just wouldn't want to sit next to them. Is what Got I'm it. saying. <laughs> Yeah, I got it, man. Yeah. Right. But Perfect. Yeah, as far as the tech industry, um, yeah, I can't. I feel like I can't give you that insight. All right, that's fine. You know, I'm, yeah. you know, I've never been to San Francisco. I'll definitely go one day and I'll hit you up and we can do something there. Yeah, we got to hang uh, out. Yeah, Good we can fun. hang out. All right. So tell us a bit more about your program journey. What are you learning? Right well, now? right now, I'm just trying to build... Um, projects right now i was like laying out i was doing a layout for my one friend who's an architect so i'm trying to make his web and i'm waiting for him to send me images of his project so i can put in a website but in the meantime i'm making another website for my other friend who's a civil engineer and that's what i'm currently working on right now okay got it and you, I saw here that your name is Alex Cortez. Are you Spanish? Uh, no, I'm Filipino. You're Filipino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were um, conquered by Spanish. Conquered. Spaniards. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why there's a lot of uh, um, uh, Spanish last names over there. Oh, uh, and then so right now we have we had a we have a team, and in real estate where I'm working on, and we have a assistant from the Philippines. And she has the uh-huh. last name that's Spanish. And I asked her, like, are you Spanish? Do you know, do you know Spanish? Like, what's going on? So now, but it's very common to hear, uh, to have a lot of Spanish speak, uh, sounding last names in the, in the Philippines, which is just, just weird. 
and pretty cool as well at the same time, right? So that's why like every time I see like, okay, are you Spanish or are you from the Philippines? You know, I gotta be careful. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But okay. Um, so how, right now you are, you know, you you've been learning kind of program. Right now you're in the in the in the job applying mode. Let's say like that. You're trying to get your door into the industry. Uh, what are yes, we doing sir. for that? Like how how is that going along? Man, so right, I just um been documenting my journey, and I'm probably like day like late forties, early fifties, and I've been through this journey before, so I'm not really stressed out. But I mean, the routine is just apply in the morning, like a couple jobs, and then um just work on projects, try to learn while I'm waiting for interviews. But I'm trying to use those um. So my the projects that I'm building for my friends, I'm trying to put that on my resume, and then probably put that on my portfolio. Got it. Because I'm trying to make these websites look nice. Yeah, and I, I, I have like we, we were talking about this the other day. Um, actually, you were tweeting about it that uh, design skills suck. My, yeah, my design man. skills are terrible, man. <laughs> my design Mine are skills, so bad. Oh my design skills God. are so bad. But you know you got to do it's like, so I bad. Mean, yeah, yeah, it was terrible. But I've heard, I've read that if your design skills suck, um, just buy a theme and just put it in there, and that's it. You know, for your resume, because yeah. for, I mean, for your website portfolio, that has to look very yeah. nice, right? So yeah, that's what I read. But I, I, I'm not there yet, so I don't know. Probably I'll, I'll be very stubborn and just try to build myself. <laughs> I know that's what I want to do it, but I've definitely been getting some inspiration. Around the internet, if you know what I mean. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> just looking at like color themes and fonts. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's this website. Total... I don't know if you know, if you know about colors, C O L O R S, colors.com. Yeah. I'll send it to you. It. Yeah, send it okay. to you. You can create your color scheme right there, and you can find different color schemes, and you can put that in your website, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's what you. I should do. Yeah, yeah, you should find like a layout. I also have heard that if you have very terrible design skills, keep it very simple. So basically, white background, black or gray font. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much it. Like, do not put too many colors and not put too many shadows. Like, try to keep it very simple because that's very neutral colors and you can deploy that fast. You know what I mean? That's, li- that's literally in my portfolio. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's literally how I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do it. So, um, gray, black, yeah. So how long have you, have you been learning? How long have you been in this I've been in, learning in since, space? like... Oh, just coding in general? Yeah, just coding. Like you said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I quit my job. How long is that? Like, I think it's like a year, right? Something like that? Yeah, it's pretty much been a year. And I started like August, September of last year. That's been Got a year it. some change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, there was a little, uh, I got addicted to chess like March and April, and I didn't code it. Oh, yeah, but then I got back man. on it. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, love chess, I man. Chess. Dude, we, I love I chess, love chess. Yeah, so we should... I can't should play get... with you, though. I might get hooked. <laughs> Look, I did it a lot when I was a kid with my dad. But yeah. he taught me how to play chess. And uh, my business partner right now, he's a very chess... He likes chess a lot, too. So we play sometimes. And I remember one time we yeah. played. And we were there, like, for two hours. It was like, damn. Oh, you do no time after. limit? No, we didn't on time limit. No, we're we're not that that 
I mean, yeah, we don't do that stuff. I mean, we, we just do it for casually. We just do it for fun. But the game went forever, yeah. basically. You know what I mean? There's no rule. I mean, yeah. there's rules, but there's no, like, regulations, stuff like that, which is it for casually, to be honest with you. But, yeah, definitely, we're going to do that once once I fly over to to the Bay Area and see how what's going on over there. Um, yeah, wait, so wait I, I want to ask you some questions real quick. Is that sure. cool? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, uh, what's your uh, what's your routine like during the week? During the week? Okay, so I wait. I try to wake up very early. Um, yeah. Because I'm still working in the real estate industry. So I'm a realtor. So I wake yeah. up around 7, 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, you know, just get ready for the day, shower, dress. Mm-hmm. I don't, sometimes I eat breakfast, sometimes I don't. It really depends on what I'm feeling, yeah. how I'm feeling. Then I go out the door. Uh, I'm at the office by 9, 8.39. Uh, and I just sit yeah. down and just do my task for the day. So basically, in from nine to twelve to one o'clock, it's my real estate hours. Basically, I cold call, mm-hmm. I follow up. I, for for example, this week we've been writing. Um, yeah, we've been writing uh, postcards to our past clients so we can get more referrals. So we spend all the time doing that. Uh, you know, because it's the holidays, and you say, "Hey, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever." Uh, but yeah, we do yeah. that. Mm, and then after 12 one o'clock i just go into programming mode and what i do is i I try to find i try to follow one person because right now with the internet everything is very 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 like you can find so many ways to get to the same goal there's so many ways to skin the cat if you want to say like that yeah i just I, i try to follow one person because if i follow that person from a to z I will understand their learning style from A to Z, if that makes sense, right? I will not get confused because they have an outline. So what I'm doing, I'm mm-hmm. just going through free code camp and just learning that. That's basically it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing JavaScript there. I do that for like 20, 20, 25 questions. Uh, I don't know. If, have you done free code camp? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. I like the so, structure. Yeah, the structure is very good. I'm a person of structure, so I need like an outline what to do. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, the way they explain things is very hard to understand. I was like, yeah, so I have to go. I have to go to YouTube and Google that shit. But I do that for like 20, 25 questions. I just pass them real fast, like one, two hours, maybe something like that, or mm-hmm. sometimes even thirty minutes. It really depends. And then I, I'm doing right now JavaScript thirty. So I don't know if you know what's boss. Yeah, I've done a project off of there, like the drum yeah. kit one. The yeah, the drum kit. Yep. So yeah. I'm doing his. I'm doing this JavaScript 30 course and I'm learning a ton, man, but I'm getting very frustrated because out of the five that I've done, only one I almost managed to do it by myself. The rest, I had to stop what I was doing Ooh. and then look at the videos. I was, I was pissed off. <laughs> yeah. JavaScript but, does that, man. Yeah. But like, 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 you know, it, it, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think the hardest thing is about our job, our what we're trying to do is the learning how to think like a programmer. So basically how to get a problem and cut it down to the little steps, step by steps. I mean, that that's very hard. In my opinion, that's yeah. the struggle that I've been, I've been getting the most because anybody can learn the syntax. Anybody can learn what, how, you know, how to write function and stuff like that. But exactly. actually using the function, how to solve a problem. That's what I think is the, the bread and butter of our industry. And after that, yeah. I just tried to do a, um, a Code Wars uh, mm-hmm. project, just one 
questions so I can get better at thinking like a programmer. And that's it. That's it. Basically, that's taking like two, three hours, and I'm done. Man, I feel you, man. I have a bad I, habit of. Oh, go ahead. No, then and I forgot. Then I go to the gym afterwards. What's your routine like at the gym? At the gym, I was doing a um, push pull leg split, right? Three days a week. Oh yeah. Oh, I think I asked you this actually. Yeah. But yeah. Recently, I discovered. Have you heard of? Have you? You know to who Tim Ferriss is? Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, have you read his book, The 4-Hour Body? No, I read the work week one, though. Yeah, okay, well, The 4-Hour Body, I read that book, like, years ago, right? And then, there's so there's a there's a, a workout there called the Ackermann's Protocol. So basically, mm-hmm. um, it, how the workout is, you just do one exercise from one rep to failure, and that's it, right? You don't do this. Yeah. You don't do anything else. And I read that before. I was like, this is bullshit, right? So I, I didn't do it. I didn't think anything about it. Fast forward many years ago, I find this guy on YouTube. I'll send you the link so you can check him out. He's very stoic. Mm-hmm. He's very cold like that. He's very like to the face. But he's very good. He's very knowledgeable. Uh, his name is James Vincent. And he also mm-hmm. talks about this strategy. It's called high-intensity training. So you do one exercise for each body part. Uh, for one yeah. rep until failure, until absolute failure, until you cannot lift the fucking weight up, right? Uh, so one so set? Just one set. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. one set. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, one set. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, nothing else. So uh, you literally don't do any other exercise? No. So basically, I read that and I was like, okay, let me try it. I've seen this before. Let me try it. So I read the chapter for Tim Ferriss again, just to understand the mechanics. Um Mm-hmm. And then I went to, I, I saw his videos again. So, okay, let me, let me do this. So I went to the gym yesterday and I tried this out yeah. and it literally kicked my ass. And I'm so, I'm super like the pump that I got from doing this. It, it, it's amazing. Man. Like, so basically what you do is you, you know, let's do, um, let's do, uh, let's see, um, triceps, right? Triceps, uh, extensions, mm-hmm. right? With the, with the cables, cable extensions. So you do that. Uh, with the long bar, with the horizontal bar, not not the rope. So you do that, and basically mm-hmm. what you do, you stand up and you do five candid. So a candid of five, so five seconds up, five seconds down, and you breathe uh, through your, you breathe in through your nose and you breathe out through your mouth, and you do that for like a minute, a minute and a half, right? And the pump you get, you do that attached to your feather, and you do that for each body part. Dude, I was wrecked in twenty minutes. Like I was done, and I checked my watch, my Apple Watch. And I burn like 150 calories Dang. just by doing that, right? So like, this works. So I'm I'm doing that right now. Like, I literally changed my entire approach to that, and I'll I'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. But that's that's basically what I'm doing. Man, I might <laughs> yeah. try that eventually down the line. I'm kind of skeptical, but I mean, if you say it works, oh, I mean, you don't know yet, though, right? You don't know if it works until you try it. Right, and it doesn't hurt to try because there's no, there's no like, there's nothing bad that's gonna happen to you if you don't try it. Right, the worst case scenario, you just yeah. lose a day of working out, and that's it. You know, yeah. um, but you learn a lot by yourself because you have to go to failure, and sometimes you know when you work out, you leave like one or two in the tank. Yeah. Uh, for the next yeah. workout, 
And for this type of training, you don't have to do that. You have to go to absolute failure until you cannot lift the weight up again. There. So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's my life right now. <laughs> I, yeah. Sounds productive to me. Yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very to the point. So if I write something down, I have to do it. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, uh, I just have to do it. So that that's usually my routine a couple of days a week. Um, so yeah, just so tell me what what don't you like about programming? The part I don't like is not being able to solve the problem and <laughs> having problem to go to too. sleep <laughs> and having to go to sleep and then waking up with the problem the next day because <laughs> I feel like that slows down my momentum and this makes me like anxious to like start programming yeah definitely a little bit of hate too a little bit of hate yeah i have the same problem as well right now uh like not being able to solve the coding problem really really pisses me off uh yeah but i i have a bad habit of like if i'm stuck on a problem and it's mostly going to be javascript um i just start like throwing code at it you know what i mean and right. not like going through Google and YouTube first and trying to break it down, like how you said, okay. like to think like a programmer. Yeah, yeah, that's got definitely it. a bad habit of mine. Uh, I don't know why I do that. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not even okay. mad when I start doing that. But <laughs> I think it's the I default. should probably stop that. <laughs> I think it's the default nature of of doing that. Uh, because yeah. I ha- I have the same problem as well. Like literally, when I when I look at a, a program, I, instead of thinking what I'm going to do, I just throw code at it. Like, okay, maybe I can do a function, maybe split it. I can split the yeah, array, exactly. and then I can join it, right? But then, um, I've been like a programmer. Uh, I've read a couple of chapters of it, and it really helped me a lot. I'm going to send share it to you. Um, mm-hmm. And it really said that just break the problem down. You know, first of all, read the problem. Mm-hmm. Second, know what the problem is asking right know what the outcome is right two if the problem is too hard in the current stage try to do try to do it with less variables or try to do a smaller problem that is exactly the same as a big problem example so meaning let's say you want to add um all the numbers of, of an array and the and the array has five uh indexes right it's the it's uh, array has five numbers. So if you don't know how to do that, instead of adding five numbers, add two numbers. So reduce the array from five to two and do that first. Mm-hmm. So if you can do that, yeah. then you can, replicate, you can replicate it to do it. Uh, you can do it um, with five numbers and so on, something like that, right? So literally, that's, mm-hmm. if you cannot solve the problem, the big problem, try to reduce a problem to a very small problem that you can actually re- solve and then you can go from there, right? And, yeah. and also, and also yeah. before coding, before doing anything, write the steps down that is you're explaining to a human being what you're gonna do, and then start programming. Yeah. <laughs> like the shit. Yeah, do all that shit. <laughs> I think instead of like saying it, I'll probably just I'll probably should just write it down. I feel like I think more clearly when I write it down. Yeah, I know. I know you like speaking though, right? Yeah, I like speaking, so I think I just yeah. talk, I just talk to myself like like a like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, literally, that's what I do. And I've been trying to do that, to be honest with you. It's hard. Like, it sounds easy on paper, yeah. but, but like when they tell you like to find something and, and do X, Y, Z, I'm like, shit, how do, how do people do this so fast, right? But it's just experience, to be honest with you. It's like every skill in life, you have to go through the trenches and do it and do it all over again. And yeah, you become good. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. So uh, where do you see yourself in a year? I see myself... Today? Definitely moving out of my parents' house. Okay. Definitely having a job. Definitely working on some side projects. And definitely fuck. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Honestly, that uh, sounds like a joke, but I definitely see that. No, that's cool, man. Are, are you a hard, hard yeah. gainer? Yeah. I feel like I had to really increase my calories. Yeah, I'm so, a hard gainer too, man. Yeah, I was like at 2,500 calories gaining slowly. Now I have to yeah. up it like to 3,000, 3,100 as of like two to three weeks ago. So okay, a lot of cooking and cleaning in between yeah, photos. Yep, that sucks. Yeah, doing a lot. For you guys, anybody who's hearing this and can gain weight very, very easily, uh, you guys are lucky because if you're trying to bulk and you have to eat like 3,500 calories just to, you know, a freaking pound, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, man. Especially yeah. like, but I can see it being hard the other way too if you're like Absolutely. hard to lose weight people. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess everybody is very, everybody has their pros and cons. Like everybody's built different. It's just genetics to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, so you yeah, they say that you're doing it right. If you, yep. they say you're doing it right. If you like, hate bulking, and uh, vice versa. Okay, that so makes sense. Like, yeah. Is that a recopying? Oh no, like, this. If you're either bulking or cutting. Okay. You know you're heading in the right direction if, like, it's a little painful at least. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. Got you. All right, perfect. Yeah. All right. Also, I want to ask you this. I want to ask everybody this because I, don't, I have no interest of doing this, to be honest with you. Right now, where I am, do you ever want to work in Fang, you know, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, in a company like that? I mean, I know you're in the Bay Area. Do you ever want to, like, work there? Do you, do, do you have that um, goal to work there one day? Um, honestly... This might be like a set of question. Hopefully no recruiters are uh, listening. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't have a dream of working at Fang. Because, you know, you know Paul Graham? Paul Graham. Paul Graham. I think he started Y Combinator. He's like yeah, okay. yes, yes, yes. investor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read some of his articles on his blog. And I follow Sam Altman on Twitter. And they say, like, working at a fang just makes you, like, complacent. Like, I don't want to be, like, spoiled by being so comfortable, if that makes sense. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the ultimate path for me would be entrepreneurship. Okay. And I feel like fang wouldn't be part of that plan. Got it. So you have no interest at all at 
just you know working with i mean i would like maybe for like a short stint that'd be nice yeah but i think i think that once you get in there it's hard very hard to get get out because you know you have the, all these perks you know free lunch they pay for your gym i know you know they the pay gym is nice. yeah like like okay I once you're they in do there, your laundry yeah i heard that too i heard they do google does your laundry so but also think about like there's a caveat to that they want you to spend yeah. more time in the company they want you to spend more time uh working right yeah. so they do that for a reason not because they're nice you know it's pretty pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty screwed up but but yeah uh i do have no intention of working in fang i'm like you i really want to just get a job in development learn as much as possible and then start my own company i have a couple ideas that i want to do uh yeah but for for right now i have no intention of working in fang maybe in the future that would change maybe one yeah, day maybe. i'll just wake up i'll just say screw it i yeah. want to work in google and i want to have that in my resume but to be honest with you, I just, I really don't care at all right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. first job, I wouldn't mind. Maybe, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, like, uh, if, if the stars aligns and I manage to get attention of a recruiter that wants to put me on Facebook and I get the interview and I pass, thank you. I will definitely go. But mm-hmm. if I'm going to apply myself, like going to facebook.com slash jobs or whatever, and putting my resume and applying or finding a recruiter that I want to work there, the odds of that happening are very, very low. In my case. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so like, you know, I, I don't. What? I was just going to say, I feel like nowadays too, like with all the tools we have, no code, for example, this platform, I mean, there's so many, like, you can create your own thing and it doesn't cost that much. Yeah, I was surprised. Like when I first started making websites, I mean, domain name and hosting, like less than a hundred, less than fifty. So like people, if they have the drive, in my opinion, they can like start their own thing. Especially with like Zoom, you know, Google Meets, everything going well. I feel like the opportunity is just right in front of us. We just have to put in the work. Yep, I, I can see that happening. Yep, a lot of people. Right, actually, right now, right now is easier than ever to be an entrepreneur. It's like it's yeah. easier than ever. You can validate your idea extremely fast. You can create something extremely fast, and you can make money extremely fast. Right? It's easy. Yeah. It's not. What's saying? It's not difficult, but it's not easy. I think is the saying. Or I mean, like, it it's simple, but not easy. There we go. It's simple. It's simple concept, right? But it's not easy. It's very hard because you have to put into work. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, what was else I going to say? Um, I don't know. I just feel like technology is making it more easier for the individual to do stuff, which is probably what technology does, anyways. Gotcha. Like, what? Yeah, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I started a couple of companies before um, everything. So I, I had a Shopify store back in the day, like very back in the day, like 2017, 18. Um, we broke even. So that's cool. I made some money, Facebook ads. And that's that's where I learned how to market, like marketing, Facebook ads, Google yeah. ads, all that stuff. Oh, uh, you know how to do that? Yeah, copywriting. Yeah, I know how to do all that shit. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah that's so. a- 
Do you think that's going to stay around, that type of marketing? Oh, yeah. I, I think what's going to happen, I was thinking about this other day. I think they're going to focus more on content creation because it's very hard. Right now, it's very hard. Like, for example, Facebook is very, Facebook is losing. Like, like think about it. Facebook back in the day, it had so much. Have you run ads before? Facebook ads? Very little. Very little. I don't so, have that much experience. Yeah, so back in the day, Facebook had, had a, a bunch of of data to work with. And slowly but surely, because of all the problems they're getting into, it's much harder to target people and be very specific. So yeah, the way I think marketing is going to go, and I, I could be totally wrong, but I have no idea. But the way I think marketing is going to go is going to go very, very content-based. So you have to put content to bring the people. And the people are going to come in. They're going to mm. be very, very loyal. They're going to be very, very loyal yeah. to your brand. And that's how yeah. the new marketing is going to be, especially with Web3 right now. Everything that's going to happen there and everything I'm reading online on Twitter that I completely do not understand whatever's mm-hmm. going to happen there. But I think Web3 is going to change everything because I, I just saw a video today about the metaverse and you can log in with your yeah. cryptocurrency wallet and stuff like that. I was like, holy smokes. So that's going to be an opportunity for, for marketers and developers and stuff like that. So whatever's happening would, there. Would that be a goal of yours to eventually get into some web three um i don't know anything about it to be honest with you and i'm the type of person that i do not like once i'm focused on something i do not go somewhere else right yeah so meaning like i'm right now i'm focused my only focus right now is to learn javascript extremely well so i can go to react and then start applying for jobs and then once i get my yeah. job and i see of the, how the industry is i'll see i'll make my decision where should i go next I know, become mm-hmm. a data analysis, work with Python, work in the back end, work with Web3, you know, who who, who knows what's, what's going to happen. Who knows, who knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what I know, what I know for sure is I really want to become, I really want, my, my goals are two things. One, work for myself, either be by freelancing or having a SaaS company, one of those mm-hmm. two, and be completely remote. So mean, meaning, living in countries for three to six months at a time and just hopping yeah. around. That, that, that's, what, that's what I really want to do. So where are you going so first? Uh, I want to go to Europe. I've I never been to Europe. Yeah, me too. I need to go to Italy or like three to six months. Dude, I want to go to Italy too. Countryside. <laughs> Dude, I want to go to Italy too and the countryside as that's well. That's like a bucket list. Yeah, Dude, I love, I need I love to do Bologna. that. Yeah, we, we have to do that, man. If, if you like Italy and you like the countryside, you gotta go to trip. Have you been? Sounds like no, you've I been. haven't been there. No, I haven't been there. But I've I've read so much about it that I really know like the countryside and shit like that. So uh, yeah. Bologna, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce Bologna. Uh, for any Italians there who listen to this, do not send me an angry email. Uh, but Tuscany, <laughs> Tuscany, Bologna. Um, I really want to go to Napoli. Yeah, I don't want to go yeah. to Napoli. I really don't like the city. It seems very dirty to me. Um, Sicily, I really don't, it doesn't, I, I don't know about something about Sicily, but uh, Milan, uh, Turin, sounds pretty cool. And some other gems then has to be down there. So I don't know. But yeah, I'll, I'll go yeah. to Italy first and then I'll hop around Europe. And then after that, I'll probably go to South America. Uh, Asia does not, uh, Interest me, South, Southeast South Asia, right China. Now. Yeah, what? not Japan. That's Japan, how I feel I too. But Japan I know, sounds man. different. 
Japan sounds different. Uh, I'll, I'll go to Japan and I'll see how it is. And then maybe I'll go to Bali because everybody goes to Bali. Every remote worker goes to Bali. So You're going to be what... IG model, huh? Yep. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see what the hype is about. And then after that, if I'll maybe change my mind. But, but yeah, that, that, that's the plan. Um, that's the plan right now. So I don't know who knows what's going to happen in the future. But that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah, do you feel like, um, I feel like developers are getting, like, they're definitely more empowered. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, perks are getting better. I've seen people post, like, three-day weekends, like, oh. as a normal thing for the workplace. Yes. Um, so basically, we have social media, build our brands. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. We're just, so- uh, like, it's catering to the individual now. You know, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I completely understand what you mean. So basically, uh, what I, th- I think what companies are doing right now is we have the power in a sense. Yeah. In our industry, I think, like, if you become very, very good, like, extremely good, like, top 10% of the yeah. field or something like that, you can literally say, F you to your company, go work across the street and demand a 20% raise, like, like that, you know? People are hopping. I, I've been I've been reading this. I have not uh, experienced firsthand, so I don't know if this is true or not. But I've been reading around the web. Of course, you cannot mm-hmm. uh, trust anything that you read in the internet, right? But still, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that people like hop jobs every eighteen months, and they every time they hop, they increase their salary by twenty percent, by twenty thirty percent, and it's crazy. Like it, it demands like holy smokes. Like we're living in a time that the world needs a lot more developers, a lot of good developers. And then if you do that, you have the power, you know, the power is in your court, basically, because you can demand a curve. You can demand what you want, right? That's one. I know. Um, two, the Did company... Did you say we... I was going to ask real quick. Did you say um, we can demand getting paid in crypto? No, no. I, I said we can demand oh. whatever we want. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I'm assuming yeah. if you if you if you if you say that and for the and the hiring manager really wants you, they'll probably pay your first salary in crypto. I have an idea, man. Who knows the possibilities can happen? The possibilities uh, are crazy. That's why I love this like yeah software in general. But man. also, like you think about it, if you if you compare, um, uh, if you compare the tech industry to other any other industry out there, the tech industry has a lot more money to play with, right? Mm-hmm. If you get funding, sure. if you get seed of fundings from any, from any investor or something like that, the amount of money these companies are willing to throw away, basically, in perks, in free food, you know, look at Google, look at all that stuff. Um, like, the amount of money that these companies have are insane compared to other industries, right? So that's insane. where, that's where, like, the edge comes from any other industry. That's why this industry is so high in demand. That's why a lot of people are going towards web development and programming in the whole because the money is a lot. Like basically you can demand an increase in salary like that because people have the companies, not not all companies, of course, but what I've seen is that, you know, companies, they do have money to throw around, right? Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the perks of, of this as well. The other thing is the remote work uh, experience now that um, I cannot think of any industry that will allow you to work 100% remote 
I mean, of course there are other industries, but it's not common. That's that's what I meant. It's not common, right? Now, with the with the tech industry, I believe that because everything happened before, right, 2020 with the pandemic and everything like that, a lot more companies are focusing their their uh, efforts to remote, right? And yeah. and that's gonna happen in the future. I think Apple Apple just said to their employees they're not gonna come back to work until next year or something like that. Google said they're not gonna come to work until the end of next year. Um, wow. Some, right? So that's a big perks. And also big companies save more money because they don't have to do the inf- infrastructures. Like one of the companies I yeah. really, really like and, and I really like to work with, uh, work for, excuse me, what, is either Basecamp or Automatic. Have you heard of them? I've heard of Basecamp, not Automatic. Yeah. Of Automatic, uh, the founder is Matt Mullenweg and uh, Matt Mullenweg is the co-founder of of WordPress.org, and he's the founder of WordPress.com. So Automatic owns them. So yeah. So, but the the, the reason I want I like to work with those companies, right, is because one, of course, their salaries are very high. Two, they Mm -hmm. they their work life balance is there, based on what I've read, right. So they 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 like that their employees, you know give a good output without demanding them so much, right? Basically, right? So they, they care that you only have to work, for example, base camps, you know, you only work 40 hours a week. Like that's it, you don't work anything else. And they say that based on that, you know, the output is there, like you can do everything you need to do and be productive in 40, 40 hours a week. You don't have to work 60, 100 hours a week to be productive, one. Two, mm-hmm. they value your sleep, right? So if you sleep better, your output of course is better. So they value that, Yeah. right? Three. There's unlimited time off, you know, vacation, I think it's like, like a month of vacation, stuff like that, pay time off. So all these perks that come in is, is coming into the industry slowly. But these guys, base, Basecamp and Automatic, they've been, they've been like this forever since they were founded. And I think Basecamp was founded in the early 2000s and before it was 37 singles, signals. Um, so these type of environment is coming to the norm, basically, in the tech industry. And that's what we're going to see in the future, yeah. I believe. And also what we're going to see in the future, I think, is not going to be value. It's, it's not going to be paid per hour. It's going to be paid per value base. So basically, you get paid per the value that you bring to the company. So you mm-hmm. don't have to work 40 hours a week. You don't have to work 20 hours a week. If you can solve the problem the company is having, and because of the problem you solved, you made more money to that company, they'll be happy to pay you $20,000 or $30,000, whatever, for, for that project that you saw them in only 10 hours, right? Yeah. So that's, that's why I think it's going to happen in the future and, and more companies are going to be remote. And then basically with cryptocurrencies, companies and Web3 that's coming out, it's going to be a different ballgame because investors are going to start throwing money, like stupid money to all these companies and they're going to need demand to build whatever they the product they want to build and that's where developers come in so right now like i think the big thing you want to go into is either video developing so become a very very good uh developer that knows how to work with video so basically build like a snapchat or you know the instagram reels like stuff like that or um um cryptocurrency learn how to build the blockchains mm. and learn how to build that stuff you know what based yeah. on what I'm, i've been reading i've been seeing i think that's that's the way to go i could be totally wrong you know, but that's, that's my opinion. No, I think you're, 
definitely on the right track at the very least. Uh, yeah. I feel like the developers definitely have the leverage, at least coming into like the next decade. At the oh, very yeah. least. This, I mean, I uh, think... go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say something small that Naval, he said um, engineers will always be in the. As, yes. as long as coding is not as common as like literature and numeracy so uh, like okay. writing and numbers which makes sense yeah. I, I think i think engineering is, is always going to be in demand because think about it what's engineering engineering is building something problem is it yeah is it building something solving problems right and yeah. the world has a lot of problems you can solve and you need very, very, very smart people to do that. And usually engineers are pretty smart, right? So there's a high demand for engineers, mm-hmm. a certain type of engineers, right? So there's always going to be problems. There's always going to be engineers. So there's, there's like, you're set. If you're an engineer and you can solve problems, you will not go hungry a day of your life, right? So I think that's, that's, that's one thing. Also, literacy, if you think about it, there's no problems to solve in the written world, uh, word, like, Somebody's gonna come and solve how to write a sentence more, more clearly. That's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody's gonna come and tell me, "Look, you've been writing sentences so long for so so many years. This is how you're gonna do it best." You know what I mean? No, no, nobody's gonna come and tell me that. You know, like like I yeah. think the evolution of languages has that has stuttered, or uh, has um has stopped. Stagnated. Stag- there yeah. we go. That's that has stagnated somewhere. And there's no development there, you know, right? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn how to write the the way it was meant to be written, the the. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know. I mean, nobody's gonna come and iterate that. But with engineering, like Facebook, they're building new stuff to that thing every day, and then that's gonna be keep evolving and stuff like that. So that's that that that's what I think. Yeah, exactly. Now we're writing language for computers. Yeah, exactly. And 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 they always, um, they always uh, need improvement. That's the thing. Yeah, at least for the foreseeable future. At least for the future, at least for our lifetime, or or I don't know what's gonna happen, man. But yeah, so far that's... that that's that's good. All right, so um, all right, so we're almost in the hour mark. Do you have anything else? No, man, I just really enjoyed this combo. I always learn a lot from you. I appreciate, <laughs> yeah. those, uh, appreciate those links you always send to, to different articles and oh, yeah, yeah. blogs. Oh, I, have, I really dude, appreciate I, those. Sure, man. I, I do uh, the same. I do a lot of, I mean, I got on Twitter just to like, I mean, first time I got on Twitter, you know, just for the jokes. But then when I got on in 2018, it was just to like learn stuff. Because Google, YouTube, you know, those are like common, but Twitter was something like I can read on the way to work. Man, I'm so thankful that I'm actually using it to like meet people and meet people like you that will teach me stuff and also be supportive. So I'm super glad I'm like active and engaging with people now. It really makes a difference. I've been seeing that you've been growing very fast. Uh, not that fast. I mean, this one no. tweet that I did yesterday was crazy, though. The one what? 
This one tweet I posted last night went crazy. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, damn, man, it's going fast. I, because when, when I followed you, you had like 150 subscribers. I mean, followers. And that was like... I'm only at 300. <laughs> but dude, that, like, you got to have like 150 like in a month, you know? That, yeah. That's pretty fast in my opinion, you know what I mean? Um, so As long as they're meaningful, be, that's... Yeah. You, you must be doing something right. So tell me your secret, man. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even really like getting into people's DMs. I'm just like engaging with them through the comments. Okay. But the goal for me is just to like make meaningful relationships and get a job through Twitter. That's like the two main things. Yeah, that I want from Twitter. I think what I want from Twitter is you know make relationships. Um, when I make relationships, I'll eventually get a job or something. Uh, from those relationships and also I want to grow a following mm-hmm. in 2021 going to 2022 growing a following is so important it's so valuable that literally yeah. you, you can you can I, print money <laughs> you can print money if you have a very yeah. very little following right and and yeah I are think you be posting ads all the time huh like Febreze ads <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, I'm gonna see random ads from your account like it's gonna be a Febreze ad. I'm like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, like yeah, I think like that's very important. So I really want to build a following, just a habit. You know, who knows what can happen? You know, yeah. a personal brand and everything. Uh, one good book. I don't know. Do you know who John Sosman is? Sosman is. No. Simple programmer. Have you seen the YouTube video? Simple programmer. Well, he has a book. Oh, I think. I think I've seen him, yeah. I think I watched one of his videos. Yeah, he has a book. I read both of his books. It's the Complete Career Guide for Web Development for Computer Programmer or something like that. Software Development and uh, Soft Skills. Mm-hmm. The Soft Skills book is very good, man. I'm going to send you the link. I think I have it in PDF. I'll try to find it. I'll send it to you. Dude, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Read that book. It'll teach you how to like market yourself as a programmer and also gives you the soft skills you need to work as a programmer. Right, communication, yeah. getting getting along with your employee, with your employer, with your employer, getting along with your coworkers, you know, stuff like that. So you can climb the corporate ladder if you want to do that, or you want to just become an entrepreneur, um, or whatever you want to do. Yeah, but yeah, that that's a good book. for uh, for people that are listening. Um, what do you why 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 do you think they should build a personal brand? Because I know I know some answers, but I just wanted you to like explain to like the listeners why they should do it. Oh, oh I think you should build a personal brand because, uh, first of all, it's your little real estate in the internet, right? So think think yeah. about your personal brand. Think about your Twitter, your Instagram, your YouTube. It's like little piece piece of it's like little piece of real estate in the internet. So it's yours. You set the rules in that house. Basically. Let's say that one. First of all. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in 2021 and personal brands gives you a ton of leverage to meet new people and mm-hmm. to eventually make more money if, you, if that's your goal right or if you just want to build a brand to meet new people that's fine so mm-hmm. that's one thing two because you have so many people watching you you become an authority and you can teach somebody you can help people and mm-hmm. I think I think that's one of the 
the greatest gifts that you have in this in this world is to help somebody else because once you help somebody else you know you made that person's day and that person can help somebody else with the same problem and that cascades to somewhere else right uh yeah so yeah one two three because of the connections you made let's say your personal brand is based on programming or javascript because it connect because you're a big authority in javascript in for javascript you know um you can go and network with other bigger people and they'll think automatically because you have a big following they'll think that you are an authority and you know what you're doing and you can get jobs to that connections to that you can meet new people right and also like the big um business opportunity to have people who follow you right it, like I, I was saying the other day in the space um with alex and, and hendrick um by the way hendrick's gonna be in the podcast next uh, so he's yeah, I gotta friend. listen to that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he says. He's he's pretty cool. Um, but um, so basically, what like I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so basically, once you, you should... um, what? Oh, quick, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like you should get like, uh, Mike and Shashi too. I feel like they'd be down to do it. Oh yeah, Shashi would be right, dude. Shashi, every time I talk to Shashi, I I feel I feel much better. I just, I just <laughs> dude, the other day I was overwhelmed. At, I was like, I was like overwhelmed because I saw everything I have to learn. I went to the job boards and I saw like all the requirements they needed me to learn to apply. I was like, screw yeah. this, man. I was like, dude, this is a lot. And I tweeted like, I'm overwhelmed and shit. And, and also what happened, I was trying to solve a lead code problem and I, I, I couldn't solve it. And I was down. You started crying? I started, I started crying. And, um, <laughs> I started crying and then uh, Shashi just texted me like, dude, what are you doing? Don't do, don't do lead code. That's only if you want to join Fang and the companies like that. Go do, go do something else. Like build, build stuff. Don't worry about it. I was like, okay. And you know, having yeah, that we need person, that, man. having that person there to help you out is, is very good. Um, so yes, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have Shashi. Dude, if I can have Shashi, that'd be great. But yeah, I think um, having a brand and back to what we were thinking, I was talking about having a brand and knowing um and having people that follow you you know it's a very best because it's good for like to make money like if you, if you want to make money yeah. and you have a big following it's so easy you just put hey here's my ebook it costs five bucks you know if you have a, a thousand people that follow you and have that thousand people yeah. 20 buy it you know 20 times five it's 100 bucks yeah you made a hundred dollars like that yeah yeah attention think, equals money nowadays yeah so so that's I think that's one of the big factors of of building a brand. And you don't need a lot of people. Um, back to what I was saying that the other day we were in the space with you guys. Uh, I I told uh, to call um, a thousand true fans by Kevin Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you read it right. Yeah, it's like a short article, right? Yeah, it's very short. Like basically, the gist yeah. of it is if if you guys don't want to go read it, I'll put it in the show notes. It's just you know. To be a creator in the internet, you only need a thousand true fans. That's it. A thousand true people that need that. Literally, if you put a poop, um, a poop T-shirt, poop emoji T-shirt, they'll buy from you. Yeah. They don't. They don't care. Like there are a thousand true fans. So that's all you need to to you know. Out of uh, out of billions of people. Out of billions of people, you need a thousand true people that really really love you. They will buy absolutely everything from you. And that sounds hard to build. Of course, it has to be hard. Uh, is a very simple concept, but it's like everything in life. 
you know, is simple, but when you execute it, it's execution, hard. execution yeah. is hard. So yeah. So what what do you think about uh, building a brand? Like, what what are your thoughts? Honestly, that was part of the plan too, but I didn't even know I didn't list it. I mean, like you said, the the opportunities, just having an audience that you can talk to. I mean, like if you have a problem, a specific coding problem, just think about it. You can just ask and people will help you with it. Uh, the ability to meet new people like Mike and Shashi, I feel like you can't really like put a value on that. And obviously, you can show some products if you want to, but I don't think I'll go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we can do that once we become very, very good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and also, but like, definitely, if you think about it, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, like, in the future, I would definitely would like to do, um, like, build in public for, like, a SaaS. And then just document my journey the same way and document my journey with the job hunt. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think like even for building a SaaS, you know, if you have an audience, you can deploy that yeah. extremely fast and you can validate, validate your idea very, very fast as well. Exactly. So, That's what I was going to say. So having people that follow you on Twitter, Instagram, whatever your social media platform is of choice, Having people to follow you is very, very important. I, I really, really uh, believe that, and that's going to be a new norm. And moving on in the future, so I really think you guys, anybody who's listening to, should really consider just having a voice in the internet, anywhere. If you don't like to be in camera, use Twitter. If you don't, to, if you don't like to take good pictures, use Twitter. If you like to take good pictures, use Instagram. If you like to be in camera, use YouTube. If you, for some reason, like Facebook, I don't know why would you like Facebook. I don't like Facebook. <laughs> I don't like Facebook either. I don't like it. But if, you, if Facebook, but if they're willing to hire me, call me. Zuck. Call I me. love Facebook. <laughs> but if you like Facebook and Facebook is your, is your thing, go build a brand on Facebook. Go build some safe Facebook groups in Facebook, and you can monetize that shit fast. Yeah. Basically, yeah. have a try to build on. A platform and get your voice heard but even yeah. that building on a platform is kind of risky well that's a whole another topic yeah I, I think building a platform that you're comfortable with is is a first start right so let's say um like you alex like you you told me i remember in, in the spaces you told me that you don't like uh to talk or, or you don't like the podcast thing right uh, it doesn't interest you well, that much like uh like i would prefer writing but yeah, i don't so, really like dislike speaking but there we go like you you would prefer communicating and communicating and telling your story through the written world uh, word uh, yeah. in my example like uh i'm like the opposite a little bit you know uh, writing is okay but if i had to choose between that and either recording something or recording a video i'll choose that 100 percent Right, so yeah, just pick something that you really, really like to do, either writing, being a video, talking, whatever, and just stick to that. Mm -hmm. Stick to that, and I mm -hmm. guarantee you, if you have a good story, people will follow you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. All right. So, uh, you have anything else to add, man? No, man. This is 
even though like we were kind of interviewing me, I feel like I learned something. <laughs> well, but I feel more inspired though. Yes, uh, I, I think that's the case. It's good to have uh, that energy. Yeah, it's good to have that energy. But like, like I'm inspired from you, you know, because you, I, I feel that you're very good making deep, deep connections with people. I, I have that feeling. I don't know if, uh, because, you know, we've met like a month ago and, and look, look at us, like, you know, we're, we're in a podcast already. <laughs> so yeah, I have that. Yeah. Like, I think that's your superpower. I think your superpower is making, making very good deep connections with a lot of people because I've seen you over Twitter and you're commenting to everybody. I was like, damn, that's, that's cool, right? Uh, that's, not, that's not my superpower. I, I don't do that as much. But, you know, I just want to say that, that that's, that's something I see that you're very good at. So I'll, I'll suggest you keep doing that. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Sure. I think the key with social media is just to just try to be genuine. Yeah, I guess so. And show some personality. <laughs> Yes, show some, exactly, show some personality, show some strong, you know, like, don't be a robot. Don't follow yeah. what everybody else is doing. If you are nice, and that's how you are in person, you know, don't change that in your, when you create a social media brand or something like that, right? Yeah. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to look fake. You know, you're, you're going to be able to spot that shit from a mile away. So just, I know. you know, write how you speak. Talk how you how you normally talk, you know, and be very genuine. And people will like that, and people will, who will follow you will connect. Who like you? And that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't end it any better than that. I can't. All right, man. So uh, for everybody who's listening, uh, tell us about where we can find you. Your Twitter, with website, anything. Uh, so Twitter at. Sufi to Goofies. I don't know if I should even spell that. It's pretty much how it sounds. Um, website, alexlitocortez.com. And I think that's it. That's it? All right, cool, man. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll see, we'll talk more over Twitter. And also for anybody who's listening, we have a live space on Wednesday. Uh, next Wednesday, it's... Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What time is yours? 7 p.m. Pacific. 7 p.m. Pacific. Standard and time. I think, I think is five per five p.m. Um, Central Time. For Hendrik. For Hendrik. Yeah. So you have those three time zones. Uh, so anybody who wants to come and join and, and just hang out and see what happens, uh, you guys are free to to join us. And yeah, this has been a good talk, man. I'm very very happy that you were to make it. And once you get your job. You know, you'll come here again and you'll tell me how everything went. Yeah, I might be talking different though, you know, like a big <laughs> shot. <laughs> Listen, man, as long as you show us what you did, we're good.